Hello, this is Javier Ortiz and welcome to the Parent Academy podcast. It's the second week of isolation in London. Uh, over the last 10 days, I've been talking to around 10 to 15 young people between 6 and 16 years old. I've been talking to quite a lot of parents as well. Uh, and obviously there was a big, massive amount of concern from parents, educators, even, to be honest, from children about what was going to be like. And uh, what I want to share with you today is, obviously I know the experience changed a lot from house to house, and I'm sure that not everybody will agree with what I say, but what I want to share with you is how things are going, what are the kids, the young people telling me, what are the parents telling me, what is the ideas that are working, what is the idea that are not working, what is going on after 10 days of uh, isolation, after 10 days of the parents and the kids being at home, in the same place, in a reduced space, what, are the, what is happening, what is, the, what is the lowdown of it. So the first three things that I want to share with you, and again, being very, very respectful to those people who might have different experiences. But the first three things that I want to share with you is that so far, so good. Almost against all the odds, against all the expectations from parents, from educators, to, from myself as well, things seem to be working well. The second point I want to share with you is that Virtually every kid I talk with, um, and again, I'm talking between 6 to 16 years old, they enjoy the time at home. Uh, they all enjoy to be there. They enjoy the, the different routine. They enjoy the situation. They, um, yeah, they all report to be missing their friends, but they kind of compensate in that somehow. And they are making the most of it. They are enjoying it. The third part is, uh, and this is all the credit to you parents who are listening to me now, you guys have really stepped up. You have really worked through your routines, the structures, um, probably it's out of panic in some cases because you thought it was going to be a complete nightmare, but I'm amazed at what I've seen and I want to congratulate all of you who have done it. You have really take, taken on the challenge, you have really stepped up. You are helping your kid to set those routines, to structure the work, to go through it. You're helping them when needed, but a lot of um, the parents that I talk with, they've also been quite mindful that the kids have to do things by themselves. So very well done. The job that you parents have done to make this a very successful second week, first week, second week, 10 days in total, so more or less. Um, the work that you guys are doing has been fantastic. So again, very, very impressed with parents and children in Equal Mesa. So after this very good uh, first few days, couple of weeks, there's four things, four areas that I want to cover in this podcast for you. The first thing is, what are the kids telling me? What, what is that the kids are sharing with me that maybe they're not sharing with the parents? What are they really they're experiencing? The second part is what is helping 
what are the things that have worked very well. The third part is what great approaches, what great ideas I have seen taking places from kids or parents, what things are working very, very well. And the final part I want to share with you is, okay, what happens going forward? What do you need to think about for the next two, three, four weeks? And finally, the last part of the podcast will be, okay, now that we are living probably the biggest experiment ever in changing of social interaction with our kids, with our neighbors, with everybody, what, what is that I can take forward? How does this affect my parenting, my thoughts, my ideas about what do I do when this, this isolation finishes? As mentioned, we're starting with what are the kids and some parents telling me, but most importantly, what are the kids telling me? Uh, I find this specifically interesting, this, this part, because um, obviously the kids, uh, the young people, they're not only kids, they, the, the young people that I work with, we have a relationship, we have a special relationship as I am kind of the, the coach and they share with me things. But what I find really interesting is that this conversation many times is not happening between the parents and the kids. And if I can give you one piece of advice is please just have that talk with them. Ask them what is working, how they feeling. Share yourself what is working and how is it feeling for you. What are your worries? What are your concerns? What are you proud of for yourself and for them? So my first point of um, reference for you is just don't wait to hear or to think or don't second guess what's happening. Talk to them. And hopefully they will tell you the same things that I'm going to say back to you or to relate back to you now. But if it's not, then that's great because that means that your kids are really expressing what's happening with them. Yeah. So the things that they're telling me is that actually Mr. Orty, they call me Mr. Orty sometimes, I'm really enjoying being at home. I get time to go for a run, I do my workout, I do my work for school, but the kids are really enjoying being at home. The change of routine has been, for every one of them, liberating. Uh, they are noticing that the parents are less rushed, that uh, they have more time with the parents, that they're not kind of taking them to school and dropping them and going elsewhere and then seeing them at the end of the day when the parents are tired. They're noticing that the parents are not jumping from one thing to another. They're also noticing that they have more time to play with the siblings. And surprisingly enough, that relationship is working really, really well. Now, one thing that is also happening is that obviously they have a lot less activities. They don't have football practice or swimming or whatever it is. And, and I know that a lot of parents are compensating that with online lessons for, I don't know, drums or guitar or language, whatever it is. But overall, the kids are having less activities. That doesn't mean that they have a lot more free time. It means that they have more time to do those other activities. And that seems to be working very well for them. They have more times the, the same way that the parents are less rushed. 
The kids also are feeling the enjoyable part of slowing down. Um, as I mentioned, they are playing with the siblings, and I, what I uh, what I get from my conversations with the, the young people that I support is that there's a new relationship forming. It's almost like they are meeting again between the siblings. And yes, I know that a lot of them will be spending normally the weekends together and the evenings together, but again, they've got more time. They have to entertain each other. They don't, got, they don't have the, the group of friends around uh, to, to just go with and ignore their annoying brother or sister. So what it's making is making a new relationship between siblings. It's always not perfect and there will be time that they argue and they fight. But by and large, the comments that I hear from those young people regarding the siblings is a lot more positive than what I normally hear in my sessions. So overall, what I see are the children are being relaxed. They have adapted surprisingly well to the situation and they are making the most of it. So now that we understand how the kids are feeling and kids, again, young people, are feeling, it's important to understand what, what is helping for them to feel that way. Because, let's be honest, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, everybody, starting with me, was freaking out at the possibility of isolation. What are we going to do with the kids? And again, I will repeat it over and over again. If this is not your situation, I have total sympathy that what I'm relating is not what is happening everywhere. But overall, what I'm hearing is that the kids have adapted very, very well. What has changed? What has happened in the last two weeks that have gone from, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster, to the kids really enjoying that time? Yeah? So I got up four ideas that I want to share with you. The first thing that I notice, and I notice this on the emails I receive, on the conversations I have with parents, is that the parents are relaxed. The parents are um, talking to the kids. The parents are, they, they got a purpose, they got a focus. They are clear what they need to do. They really have kind of grabbed the bull by the horns as it goes on the expression. And they have said, okay, we have to get this done. We have to go through this. There is no hiding away from this. I have to do this and I'm going to do it to the best of my abilities. And I have to say, by and large, it's, it's working really, really well. The parents are focused, clear on what they need to do, and this is working very well for the kids. We're giving them that really grounded position that they need. The more calm and focused that I am, the more calm and focused everybody around me will be. Uh, I'm also noticing how parents are being very open with kids. Uh, obviously, uh, with, with the concerns that we are managing the concerns, managing the worries. But overall, the parents are being very sensible towards the kids' worried. I remember this kid um, talking to me. He's a, he's a young boy. He's six and a half, seven. And he was saying, Oh, Mr. Orte, we got so much food. My mom showed me the, um, showed me the fridge and it's full of, uh, full of food. We can be here for weeks. There's not a problem. And we even have Easter eggs. 
And it, it's quite a simple thing to do, uh, to, to pretend, to, to ignore that um, the kids might be worried about the food. They might be worried about uh, small things in the day-to-day life. And when we address those, we're giving them, number one, the message that don't worry, there is food. But number two, I'm in charge, I know what I'm doing, and this is going to work fine. And what that means, the message that that is sending to our kids, to our children, is I'm okay. There's a leader, the leader are the parents, and they are doing the job properly. So I can relax. I can relax and enjoy the rest of it. The other thing that is working really, really well is that the children have taken on their responsibilities. The, the, especially this goes for the homework that I've seen. The children are very clear when they have to connect online, what work they have to do, and they have really stepped up to it. Yes, it is clear that for younger, uh, younger kids, the parents are still helping them, doing work with them and all that. But most of the kids I talk to, most of the young people I talk to, they just got on with it. They know they have to do this. They own the responsibility. They have taken on those responsibilities. And they're doing it, not because the parents are going to tell them off, not because the teacher is going to tell them off, because let's face it, the teacher is nowhere to be seen. I mean, through the screen, but that's about it. They're doing it because they know it's their responsibility. And that is the most important thing. They're owning that responsibility. Routines, I mean, routine structures, if, if you have worked with me, you will know this is one of my mantras routine structures that have helped a lot. I always talk about it and it's critical. It's absolutely critical that the kids and the young people understand what are the structures, the routines, and they can work with them. Structures and routines give kids one single message, which is safety. These are the boundaries, these are the structures, this is the rules that I play, these are the routines that I have to go with and I know what the game is, I can play it. And that's great. So very clearly defined routines and structures have been a massive part of, what, of the enjoyment for the kids and for the parents. Every single young person I talked to for the last 10, 12, 10 days, 14 days, have been thriving in telling me, oh no, I wake up and I connect to my uh, school class and I do the work and I do this for three hours and then after three hours I have a snack and then I do that and they're telling me what they have to do they own in it as I said before but also they understand what is expected expected from them the other part which obviously is um, is a, a bit of a silly thing to to talk about but I don't think that we can underestimate it obviously technology has been a, one of our massive support areas through a Skype or Zoom or Google Classroom or FaceTime to the friends or WhatsApp or whatever it is, technology has a, it has a lot to contribute to the situation that we have now. We have to be mindful, we have to understand it's a specific situation, but I think that we also have to recognize that technology has been got sent in this situation and it could have been very, very different 20 years ago or 30 years ago. It's, um, we can see technology as an evil or uh, something not necessary, but I think that most of you, hopefully all of you, 
will agree that technology has been a fantastic help these days. So, so far we have covered the part about what are the kids sharing with me, what is the young people feeling, how are they feeling through this isolation. Uh, also, what are the key ingredients that are helping to, um, what I have to say, to this success, to this really good experience overall for, for pretty much all those young people that I talk with. But I think that it's also important, and I, I feel I'm in a privileged position to understand what, what are the nuggets, what are some people doing that seems to be working well, what are those ideas that, um, that maybe you want to take, you want to learn, you want to adapt to you, or if you are doing them already, to say, oh wow, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on the right track. So next I, I highlighted six ideas for you to kind of um, consider. Again, you might be doing some of those, so fantastic, well done. Uh, you might find something new on these ideas and you might want to think how to adapt them. Fantastic. So um, the more the merrier. Hopefully it works for you. One of the things that I've seen is the young people, uh, I, I'd say probably up to 12, 13 years old, but in general all of them, but it's more marked below the 12 and 13 years old barrier. They're very good to keep active in short-term projects. This is, I mean, baking a cake, doing a new Lego set, doing some drawing and coloring that they can start and finish within a short amount of time. Short being anything from 10, 15 minutes to an hour. And, and that's great. Um, but at the end of the day, what they need is a lot of those ideas. And sometimes they, they might feel a bit tired of those. What I've seen, and um, Okay, I'm going to show off a bit, but I've seen this in my daughter first and foremost, but also in other, other families and other young people. It's a combination of certain projects, again, between anything below one hour and that you can finish on the day, and longer term projects. And this means a project that you can take through several days, that you might do half an hour to an hour each day for two, three, four days, five days that you can see that progress building. So again, it could be a big jigsaw that you're doing together, or that they're doing by themselves. You don't have to be involved. Uh, my daughter, she, um, she's showing all her old shirts, the ones that don't fit her anymore, and she's um, customizing a blanket and she's showing them all painstakingly. She's already been five days working on it with my other daughter and she's, she's loving it. She's loving it how it's taking shape. Um, but I think it's really important that they have that consistency going on. That they got a project that they create in the mind, they develop, they progress, and they see happening over a number of days. So again, think or help them think or have a conversation about what are the ideas, the creative ideas that they can generate for today to start and finish on the day, and what are the longer-term projects they can get on with. The second part, the second idea that I see this working very, very well, again, I mentioned it before, routines. Routines have been fabulous, fantastic for them. However, there's always a however or a but in my conversation, make sure you are flexible. 
yeah make sure that you bring some flexibility some days they will jump into the routine and do it other days they will struggle a bit more or sometimes they will just thrive through the four hours of work with the school or whatever they however much they have other times they might find it more difficult come in the weekend make sure that they notice that break in the routine come in the Easter holidays again that's going to be a thinking exercise about how much routine you have because it's going to be Easter holidays, but not holidays, really. So, yes, please be mindful on the routines, be mindful on the structures, but at the same time, be flexible. Bring a degree of flexibility. Not too much, not too little. Just be aware of that flexibility. The third thing that I've seen, I've seen the, 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 the young people that are reporting to be happier, they pretty much fill up the day, but they fill up the day mindfully. Again, remember what we talk, they are doing less activities, but they are spending more time in those activities. So they can be um, creative for longer, or if they need to kind of do something, they can spend more time on that drawing, on that game, on that whatever it is. So it's important that they have a set of things going on, happening, they know when they have to do those things. But it's important that they have the time to do it at a comfortable pace, not rushing through it. Again, even if they have to watch telly, that's okay. Um, but again, just kind of manage the time that they're using for each one of those activities. Um, the next thing that I've seen, and again, I'm kind of repeating myself, but I think it's very, very important to consider this, is... I've noticed how a great part of the success is because the kids have a step up to their responsibilities. Make sure you keep giving them that ownership for the work, for the task, for tidying up the room, for making up the bed, for uh, putting the clothes in order, for sending the homework to school. Make sure that you are delegating or devolving because you don't have to delegate because it's not yours, it's theirs. Make sure that you are devolving that responsibilities to them. Let them own that responsibility. Let them be proud of doing those things. And because they, they're really thriving on it. They are growing up and they are taking on those responsibilities and they are proud of doing it. So that is fantastic. Make sure that you um, allow them to step up. Give them a space for them to grow. The next thing that I've seen working really well is keeping active physically and mentally. Whatever way, I um, was just talking to a young boy who was saying like how he's going on long cycles with his dad. I don't know what long means, but he was really, really proud of that. And he was just spending time with his dad as well. Other were doing their own workshops by themselves. Um, so, for instance, I, I do a number of, I follow a number of trainings online. So I've been doing it for a while and I cannot pay my daughters to do the same workout that I do. They will not do it, but they found the ones that work for them. And that's great. Yeah, it's fantastic that they use it. So keep active physically and again, keep, keep active mentally is a fantastic part of the success. The final one, uh, and this is, this is really like, um, for parents to take notice of, is remember, we don't know 
when we're going to have the chance to be with our kids so much time together. Yeah, uh, it's probably going to be a unique situation in your life. Your young people, they might be 5, 4, 10, 14, 15, 18. Chances are that you're not going to spend as much time together ever again. So really make the most of it. It's so easy to feel the pressure on your shoulders and to go into what I call office mode. I wake up, get on my laptop, start working, break up for lunch, carry on working, finish at 6, 7, making sure that my job is right and I'm not working as hard or more um, or harder than when I am going to the office. Just chill out, relax, make the most of it. Be conscious that this time is also time for you to kind of slow down and think. Make sure that you have that time to enjoy togetherness, which it was one of the key messages in my previous four, um, podcast. So just keep in mind that this is also an opportunity for you. Make sure, the most, make sure you can make the most of this time and really just kind of allocate time for you to just be with them. I think that you will agree with me and again hopefully this is your experience as well but the first 10 days, 2 weeks have been like pretty positive overall yeah I'm sure there's ups and downs but overall they've been quite positive that's my reading, that's what I've been talking to quite a lot of young people and parents but we, we don't know how long this is going to take let's face it, it might be one more week, two more weeks, some people are saying it might be in total two months. So adaptation is going to be critical. And uh, what we're doing this week, all the work that we set up in setting this routine, these structures that work, it might not work next week. So yes, try to keep those principles of routine, structure, consistency, but you might want to change those tactics. So maybe you spend less time doing homework and more time doing creative stuff. That's okay. Maybe you have to give them more, time, more free time or you, can, you have to bring um, daily walks into your day-to-day -day routines. So adaptation is going to be critical for, for the work going forward for the, for the next few weeks. And um, again, I, this is just deviating a bit from the point, but... One thing that is important is that we understand that we don't know how long this is going to last. And there is no point on thinking, well, it's one more week, two more weeks, three more weeks. Uh, and counting down the days like if we were inmates in jail. That is not going to help you or help them. So just kind of, just go with the day, adapt to whatever you need to adapt and carry on going. Obviously with an adaptation, creativity is going to be critical. Uh, again, a lot of the young people that I'm working with, they are really, really good at entertaining themselves. It might change. They might have days that they just don't feel like doing anything. So just kind of spend time browsing through projects or ideas. There's loads, loads of advice, really good advice online. And again, it's, it's not my job to tell you what to do or not. But just go online, just look for ideas, look for whatever it is. 
And, and when you find them, make, make your young person part of this project. When you found them, when they found it, just write it down. And maybe you can say, well, I really want to do this. I'm going to do this on Thursday. And I want to do these um, language courses on Friday. Or I want to build this, uh, whatever it is, DIY project on Wednesday. Whatever it is, just kind of have a, a, a pool of ideas of which you can um, use as and when needed. And uh, obviously the, the next thing is, is going to be it's going to be a long process, unfortunately. Please, to all the parents listen me, listening to me now, be, man, be mindful of managing your state of mind. Yeah? A huge part of what I've seen during the last two weeks is because the parents are taking again, they're taking their own ownership, they're keeping calm, they're keeping grounded, they're keeping focused. And that, is, that has been a fantastic success for parents and for children. It's about keeping going with this. It's about really making sure that isn't this is what it is. Just go with it. Just manage every day. Just manage every situation one at a time. And focusing on making the most of every day that you are spending there with your kids. Remember... Most likely, you will never ever have the chance to spend this much time with your kids. Why not making the most of it? Why not really enjoy it? Why not make something memorable of this and something enjoyable of this? And this takes me now to, to the conclusions. And um, I have to say, if, if you were to ask me, Seven days ago, ten days ago, probably I could not have got any of this right. But I think that for me it's been, it's been a joy, it's been a surprise to see what I've seen, to learn what I've learned over the last few days. Um, but at the same time what I'd say is, okay, how, how is everything that is happening? How can this affect, in a positive way, my parenting skills? What is happening that is making things work so well and how can I take them forward if I wish to? And, uh, and again, these are just my parting thoughts for you. Uh, one of the things that I notice is obviously we as adults are reconnecting with having time. Obviously, saving um, one or two hours of commuting, not going to the office, it helps a lot. Reducing the amount of activities helps a lot and frees up time. But actually, for me, one of the biggest learnings is, wow, time. And let's be honest, we all probably all talk about we don't have time, we don't have time, we don't have time, only to sign up our kids for one more football practice or one more club or activity or ourselves to something else. It seems like we need it to fill up our day with the stuff. And actually, for me, what this experience is bringing is like, you know what? Actually, it's quite enjoyable to know that I have time to do less things and better. And again, for the young people that I'm supporting, for my own daughters, it seems that it's the same thing. So how will, they, how will this change when this finishes? The second thought is... Um, Oh, and I 
again, I talk a lot to parents about this on, um, on our day today for all the right reasons. We are delegating a big part of the building structures and routine to the schools. We send the kids to school from 8, 8.30 to 3 or 4. And when they come back, and we come back from our work, or they come back and we are home, we've got so many things to do. Again, football practice, swimming, cello, homework, uh, whatever it is. And it's the end of the day and we are tired and uh, we just kind of don't follow with routines or don't follow with ideas. But actually, what is happening is we are just not um, using structures. In the small time that we have with our kids, in those precious three or four hours, those precious three or four hours in which we are the educators, we are actually not doing it because we're so busy doing other things. So it's really important that we understand how powerful routines have been for the kids in this situation and how can we bring that forward to our parenting, to our family, once that this is over. And my final thought, and again, something very, very, very close to my heart, is when we allow the young people to take ownership, they really, truly step up. They do it. But they do it first and foremost because they want to do it, because they want to feel proud about what they've done. And this could be doing the homework, this could be preparing the school bag, this could be um, making up their own bed or tidying up the room or cooking a basic dinner or, or complex dinner for the family, helping out, uh, emptying the dishwasher. When we allow kids to take ownership at that age-relevant level, they really thrive, they learn, they evolve, and they feel proud of themselves. They have a role in the family and they take it and they thrive on it. So for me, one of the biggest successes in the last two weeks have been that parents have, forcefully sometimes, but the parents have delegated or devolved that responsibility to the children, to the young people, and the young people have really stepped up to it. So for me, those are three really huge, critical ideas for everybody to consider once that we go back to normal, if there's a new normal. Uh, what's happening with time? What is going, how am I going to make the most of the time that I have when that we go back to normal and I have to go back to the office? Second part is um, the routines. How is that I am going to help my young people establish, understand and create their own routines and thrive in those structures? And the third part is, am I doing way too much for them? Am I, am I owning all those responsibilities and by default stopping them from growing, from, from feeling proud of themselves? How can I help them take on those responsibilities and thrive and feel proud for themselves. And that's everything for today. 
Uh, I wasn't really expecting to do this podcast. It's been something that uh, for the last couple of days, three days, has been in my head. And I thought like, under uh, the situation that we have where there is a lot of gloom and worry and, uh, and we almost expecting bad news to be, actually what I was seeing was totally opposite. And I thought it was um, my duty to share this with everybody because it is working. And it is working all thank you to you guys. Thank you for because you are taking that responsibility of creating the structures because you're giving a space to your young people, because you're feeling calm and focused, because you're being creative. So the last words that I want to say in this podcast is thank you for a job well done. I hope that you make the most of these days, these weeks. I hope that you are all safe and healthy and that when things go back to whatever new normal is, you take this learning, these ideas, and you help your young people and yourself to continue thriving once that they open the doors and they let us out. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you very much for listening. This is Javier Ortiz from Helping Kids. If you have any question at any time, please contact us at info at helpingkids.co.uk. And if you want, just visit our website. We have loads of articles there that we have produced to help you, your kids and yourself. Thank you very much for listening. Keep healthy, keep safe. Bye.